watching. Uh, What's a I'm waifu? Watching... I heard it say something about a waifu. No. <laughs> That's a different podcast, David. That's Hello. a whole different podcast. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Hey, we're recording. We're, hey. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching workers throwing five gallon buckets full of olives, it looks like, mm-hmm. into bins. But instead of like walking over and dumping it into the large crate, he's taking his five gallon bucket, throwing it up, and it's landing like upside down. Another worker just catches it and it just dumps it. Actually, smarter, not harder. That was a big glitch. It was dramatic, though. I like that. Yeah. Big glitch, Jeff. Oh, I just glitched big glitch. Big <laughs> What's actually? Let me ask you guys. I and uh, because apparently we're middle aged men on on TikTok. What's God the damn right we are? What's a random side of TikTok that you didn't know you were on, but like you'll get sometimes? Like, what's a weird part of TikTok that you maybe don't tend to get to, but like the but they kind of sneak through? Or does that make sense? Uh, like, like I, I get Spanish TikTok. Like, I get videos just in Spanish. I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. I don't like any Spanish because I don't know what they're saying. But they'll occasionally come through, and I'm just like, all right, it's fine. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but cool. I'll get those, yeah. but okay, but it's because it's either people working and doing creative stuff or making food, which I food get because I follow a lot of food people. Food is good. Yeah, yeah. Say, I don't think I really get anything that's surprising. It's always video games, D and D, Star Trek, and Star Wars stuff. Nerdy <laughs> shit. The occasional thirst trap. Yeah, occasional thirst traps. You can't escape those. You can't escape thirst traps. All right. How'd that get in there? <laughs> oh, occasionally I'll get like roller skaters for some reason. I don't know where that oh. come from. Like grown ass people roller skating. Like it's the '80s again. Are they doing anything or they're just like straight out roller skating? Oh, no. Like they'll be like skating around in their circle with all their friends, like doing <laughs> synchronized moves and stuff, skating around. Yeah. I get dancing ones background. occasionally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I get like, like, like the big dancing ones, but not, a, not a lot though. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and I get at teacher teachers for some reason. Oh, I, I must have hit like on somebody something I found funny at one point because now it's like, oh, here's here's some weird teacher like doing a dance in front of her class or something. Yeah, it's got to be weird. Is like the algorithm is just kind of cruising along. You're like, oh, we've got the the Jeff's videos are perfect. They are perfectly curated, and that one slips through and I, and I like it. And he goes, what the fuck? Like now we got to re- <laughs> do the whole thing. And it's the whole thing. Rework all it. messed up. Damn it. God damn it. He was on track. He was so good. Then he hit the heart on some. What the hell is happening? <laughs> what is this? Now he's watching Polish sausage making videos. I don't know. Something. It's <laughs> 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 the first thing I could think of. All right. Uh, speaking of sausages, welcome to the Nurtric Podcast, everybody. Um, I'm Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also here with David. Sausage first. <laughs> <laughs> we need some guests. Jeez, uh, and the show. I know. Well, I, I I try to break it up. Have a couple guests. Have just us. You know, I try to so some for some stuff. Whatever. Um, I'm also here with Phil. Hey everybody. <laughs> there we go. 
He had a stroke. It's fine. We're all fine. Uh, yeah. Today, we will be talking about a matter of time. Uh, TNG season five, episode nine, original air date, November 16th, 1991. Um, you got some good old time travel. Um, you got a, 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 a disaster on a planet. What did he, what did he say? He's like, oh, data at uh, up in Tara four. It was very Darmok when he said that. He's like, data. It was Darmok, Tara yeah. 4. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, is that intentional or are you just trying to be like snotty? I don't know. Which I have a point that I I wanted to make about that. Okay. Go for so, it. So my understanding was when we meet that species in TNG, that's the first time they've really come into contact with them, right? Like it's the first thing. It's now, not obviously, the first, giving, it's giving not, away it, the it, twist to this episode immediately. So it, this guy's from the past how does he even know how they speak and what that he is doesn't. it's just a it's a throwaway he just said it it he do, it doesn't mean anything okay because it definitely seemed like a reference and i was like ha what hey yeah it meant something to <laughs> us he had no clue what he was saying yeah okay. exactly um yeah so the kind of the plot of this one is um they're going to help their the, the ship is going to help this planet who, uh, what an, an asteroid or a meteor hit it. And now it's freezing and they're going to release CO2 to create a greenhouse gas. Huh? It's the nineties. <laughs> What's climate change? Um, to We're trying to get some kind of warmth. climate change going. Yeah. Um, to try and warm it back up. Dinosaurs and they're trying to help get rid of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Uh, to try and warm this planet back up and then stuff happens. But then the, also uh, they encounter a time traveler who says he's there just to kind of hang out. He's a historian and he wants them to answer some questionnaires and he's just kind of hanging out. So uh, <laughs> kind of an A plot, B plot a little bit, but it, it makes us better. I think the the problem with seeing this episode so many times is that as soon as he pops up, I immediately point to the screen and go, you sir are a liar and a thief. <laughs> I just can't help it. You are. So yeah, there's some timey wimey shit in here, and that the biggest problem that I think comes up, I'm just gonna cut right to the time travel Go chase. Is exactly that same thing with him making the Darmok phrase. He shows up and he seems to know everyone's name. He knows who they are, and the original explanation for that that he is from the future would make sense that he would know them. But unless he like looked through the records on the ship, maybe, but he talked about like it took forever even to figure out how to use the ship that he got a hold of from the guy from the 20 or from the future. So he's from the past. How does he know who any of these people are and all this information? So here's my theory and, and Phil, you uh, chime in on this as well. He doesn't really say, call them by their names. Really? Um, he kind of, I mean, so I imagine he shows up and says, Hey, this is who I am. And then of course they're like, well, you know, I'm Worf, I'm captain Picard. Maybe he does some interaction. Maybe he does get to a panel and looks around. Maybe his future time pod has can search through things. You know what? I'd have to look through it again. I can't remember if they introduce themselves or if he just knows their name when he steps out. Cause I thought yeah, he so just knew their names. No, this is the ultimate case of fake it till you make it. Yeah, they, they give they give him the information that he needs because like when they hail to recognize him, him. Yeah, like when well, he, he's a con when man, he gets so. hailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they hailed him, they they say this is Captain Jean Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise, whatever, whatever. So you get you on board, what? and then when he when oh, he comes yeah. over, then as they're talking to each other, they say each other's names. 
So he yeah. picks up well, no. everybody's information fast. No, they don't call them and tell them their names. I think Worf sends like a like a text message, but it probably says, "Hey, this is the Federation Starship, you know, yeah. Enterprise." Because then he says, hey, "I need you to move." It's, um, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, like you. But then uh, yeah, he comes on board, and then he probably sees you know of the plaque for the Enterprise, D and he goes, "Oh, the old Enterprise D." Like he's yeah, yeah he is kind of yeah, it is. It's, it's a total it's a total yeah. con man situation. You know what? I think that just gave this episode a bump. In my brain, in my in my rating, we'll get to my rating in a bit. But uh. yeah. well, especially when because later on, so obviously we're dealing with this, and they still think he's from the future. So when this plan to save the planet is like, well, do we either we do it and we could kill millions of people? And he goes to Doctor Rasmussen, is like, hey, should we do this? You're from the future. Can you help? And he and he gives him a very, I can't interfere, and it's. Which is kind of true, but also because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what the fuck is faking it going on. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I have morals." It makes so much more sense once you find him out, and it's like, "Oh, so he could like, no matter how hard they pressed him or appealed to his better nature, he didn't know." They can't. Give you a shot in the dark. Yeah. Right. Well, so then I'm curious too. Is that you watching? Because this is this is not a a big like po- probably popular episode so i don't know if you had seen it before david no um, i hadn't but when he starts like stealing stuff what was what was your thought about that i didn't know what to think like so yeah i i really liked this episode i really <laughs> liked this episode it was creative i thought the for the most part the time travel made sense it made the only problem i had was that of like how does he know all this stuff because obviously he can just say oh i'm not going to say anything about the future and doesn't have to say anything doesn't have to prove that he's from the future other than the fact that he's in a futuristic ship and such and now that you guys mentioned that like i'm thinking back through it and I'm, it, it's that kind of uh, aha moment where I'm like, oh, I think they did introduce themselves first, or he picked up the information from them saying something to one another or something. And I bet you, I, I'd have to watch it again, but I bet you if you go through and watch it, there is that bits in there. And I always yeah. like when there's kind of that second layer to something. So mm. I really, really liked this episode. I thought it was creative. I thought that the the guy who plays the time traveler, I've seen him in all kinds of other stuff. I like that actor. I forget his Matt name. Frewer. Yeah, but I, I've seen him in so many things, one of yeah. them being uh, Watchmen. He plays, I forget the name of the guy, but the bad guy that kind of reforms when he's talking to Night Owl. But um, He was in, a, he's he was in the, the original... He's got the weird ears, but... Yeah. He was in the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was the, like, the neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah! So so here's... I was Dude, tempted, you, I was, don't, you don't know him from his, like, most iconic role ever? Max Headroom. Tell me, I'm yes. There we go. Max Headroom. That's that's like that's, the number yeah. one. Yeah. D- David, do you know who Max Headroom is? Who's, 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 oh my god. Who's, this is oh see. This god. is. I was just telling Phil before we started. I'm like, oh, this is him. He plays this, and I was like, this is because I'm old. I I know who this is. Um, I don't. Know, how, how do you explain Max Headroom? <laughs> he was supposed to be like it was in like the 80s 90s when they thought like the future was going to be all digital he played a just google max headroom you might remember what he looked like it's like heavy prosthetics um he's supposed to be like a digital avatar he was like the original avatar kind of yeah thing. but he, yeah, yeah like he, slash ai slash you don't yeah okay <laughs> big big shit, big shit. Oh, <laughs> This was entertainment back in the 80s and 90s, kids. 
I mean, the mm. moment I looked at it, I was like, is this Lawnmower Man? What am I looking at? <laughs> like, oh, it's very Lawnmower Man-esque or the original well, Star Fox for SNES. It's got kind of wow. that feel to it. But mm. It's funny, though, because if you remember in Spaceballs, there's uh, one of the henchmen for Pizza the Hut is like an android looking guy with like sunglasses and, and he spits every now and, yeah. and then. He kind of looks like this guy. Sort yeah, of. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But he metallic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved Max Headroom. I mean, it was very short lived, though. I think it was less than twenty episodes. It was very Firefly esque. And run. to be to yeah. be fair, it came out the year after I was born. Jeff. I don't want your excuses. I hate being old. <laughs> it came out Never in really early nineteen eighty five. I was born in September of nineteen eighty four. It came out like four okay. months after I was born. Okay, we didn't get it here in the in the U.S. until like the late 80s. It was like, yeah, I was <laughs> I was a kid. I was like 87 or 88, something like that. Don't try to save yeah. him, Phil. Okay. But, no, <laughs> save me too. Then, how Fight old me. do you think I am? I would have been three when this came out, so I didn't see it until the late 80s, 90s anyways. Uh, so don't true. give me that bullshit logic. <laughs> I remember watching it originally. I loved it, so Fun. fuck you both. Oh, I know, and I can't say much because I think <laughs> I think Tron came out right around the same time, and that was probably. That well, I, I was living in England in the early 90s, so I might have seen it then. I don't remember. Not to mention, my favorite Star Wars came out almost entirely before I was born. I think Return of the Jedi was the only one that came out after 84. No, Solo came out way later. That's your favorite. Solo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe a fuck you, Jeff, is in order. So fuck you, Jeff. Thank you very much. Olo was not nearly as bad as people seemed to think it was. I got around to watching it, but yeah, it's not my favorite. I think it's one of those where it's it, it's a bad Star Wars film, but it's not a bad film. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, what's funny is I watched it and I didn't love it, and I've never been able to put my finger on exactly why. It just feels off. I don't know if it's someone else playing the character other than Harrison Ford, or the the additional mm. love interest before Leia, which all shouldn't bother me, but I like, maybe it does. I don't know. Because he was such I, a, uh, a pure person before Leia. Cause he wouldn't be a womanizer. No, I know the comics no. gave him a wife before he met Leia. He has like an he wouldn't ex-wife murder people and shoot Han shot first. Han shot first. That's right. Because <laughs> I want my heroes to be murderers. Damn yes. Nice. yes, I do. Gotta have something to look up to. <laughs> If if it's a bones day, I'm I'm murdering people. You can't be a McClunky. Get shit done. <laughs> I know. Do you guys know the McClunky? I don't know. Are we going off on tangents again? We've we done a really good tangents in a while. Jump down the rabbit hole with me. So, okay, in the original, obviously, in the original, obviously, Han shot Solo. First. That's where yes, Han Solo in the scene in the cantina in A New Hope. That's very yeah, he shot first. And that Han. And then when they did, I believe the special editions is when they had Greedo shoot first. And that's what caused the whole Han shot first thing. Then when a new hope came out on Disney plus, because Disney likes to fuck with stuff, they added in another thing where suddenly Greedo says McClunky and then he shoots and then Han shoots him. And no one knows what it means. No one, no one has come out and said anything. No one has been able to figure it out in universe. Nobody knows why it got added, but it's still there. If you go on Disney Plus and watch it, that scene is still there with that word. Or if you YouTube it or whatever. Funky. Nobody has any idea why. Is it supposed to be like that instigated him to shoot first? No, it's like he yells, I don't know, not a war cry, but he just says it and then does it. Like, Greedo says it. Like, fuck you and... 
Yeah, it could be like a, a beers <laughs> thing, but that's the here's, thing. People, people see, here's, know, like, here's my problem. Who know the Rodian language, and it's not a Rodian word. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, like War Machine Rodian? I don't know. He was a different species. Hey uh, now. <laughs> uh, um, Star Wars joke. Double. <laughs> Which actually, they are in they are in the the shared universe now because if if you go watch What If the animated multiverse What If, um, when the Watcher are <laughs> yes actually it is canon. Um, there's yeah. a scene where the Watcher and Vision Ultron are fighting and they break through to to Mustafar, which is where where Anakin falls into the the lava and becomes Darth Darth Vader. So that's canon. That's the, there's a multiverse where Star Wars exists. And someone asked someone at Disney and they confirmed that, or at Marvel, and they confirmed that that was Mustafar. Because everybody's like, oh, nope. it could be just a lava-y planet mm, in nope. Marvel. And no, it's not. No, it's just like, I mean, I'm sure you're aware, E.T. and Star Wars share a universe, right? They do, because the E.T. aliens are in yep, episode one. They're in the, uh, the Senate. Episode two, yes. But in Attack of the Clones, they show up in the Senate. And in E.T., when he's walking around, when E.T. is in his ghost costume, he walks by a kid dressed as Yoda and he recognizes him. He's like, ah, ah. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's cross. Both movies confirm E.T.'s uh, alien from the Star Wars universe. So now, e- Wait, now E.T. So, and Marvel are all in the same thing. Hey, so Star we're just Wars, tying everything together. Hold on. So Star Wars is real because alien or because E.T. knows Yoda's species, but then it's also a movie on this planet. No, E.T.'s species shows up in the Senate, so they're a part no, of Star no. Wars. Hold on. In the film E.T., yes. so, okay, so we know that E.T. knows Yoda's species from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. He recognizes Yoda's alien species in the film E.T., which yes. is what you just said. So by that logic, Yoda exists as a real character, but also as a character in a film here on Earth. Yes, because the only way he that a kid could wear a Yoda costume on Earth is if they saw the movie, which is well, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars exists here on Earth and then as Star a film, but it's also real life. Yeah, yep. So it's so it's a it's a documentary. So it's 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 historical <laughs> tapes documentary <laughs> that got transmitted from a galaxy far, far away to here. <laughs> it's the historical. Excuse me, while I, excuse me while I take some Advil. <laughs> <laughs> This is some deep nerd shit. My head, my head While I unscrew now. my head and dump out my brain. <laughs> and I think we just had an idea for a, standby. for a whole new podcast of just weird nerd shit. Oh, we, it's not Star I, Trek. Yeah. I could I could fill a whole thing just on crossover. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the name of your sex. Team, I will right? save I some of fill the other. I'll I'll fill some of the other crossover <laughs> theories for other episodes. I'll save this. Yes, let's <laughs> get back to what uh, fuck. What episode are we on? Yep, that one. Time traveler. That one. One. Time, Time traveler. Um, <laughs> so I, so okay, so kind of going back to like him being a con man, um, when they're in ten forward and Riker kind of says, "Hey, how come we've never heard of other time historians coming back?" Goes, "Well, we try to be discreet. We've we oh, we just visited a ship in the twenty second century, oh, yeah. which makes sense because that's where he's from. Um, so he's telling so the he, truth. You can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then he kind of stands because the ship went back to the 22nd century, which is where he met and got the ship from, from a guy, yeah. time traveler from the 25th century, 25th, 26th, 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 whichever one he came from. But that, that, that means that they are still doing it. So the question still stands. How come none of them have ever heard of time travelers showing up from it? The only thing I can think of is that they do 
not do what he did and be like, I'm here and I'm a time traveler and I'm not going to answer any questions, but I want you all to fill out these questionnaires. Which is interesting, too, because if he was a true historian, um, even just by inserting himself, whether he answers questions or not, he's He's changed history timeline. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's that um, what's that moth swing thing? well, the, it's the butterfly the, effect. The butterfly yeah, butterfly effect. So it depends on what you. It depends on what you. <laughs> the moth effect. It depends on which time travel it's theories Mothman. you would subscribe to, because some people do believe in the butterfly effect, where it is so sensitive that if you do anything, just existing, just observing something, can change its nature, and you can end up causing a ripple and stuff. Others believe it's more of the time stream theory, where say you have a stream of water going, and that's time, and you throw sticks into the stream. If you do little ones it'll still keep flowing the same way it is. You're not going to affect anything unless you make, unless you do big events or too many sticks, then you can cause a dam, cause the stream to go a different direction and change its course. Like Loki. I'm tying us into so many things. Or I think in legends, they talk about this ripples, not waves or uh, agents of shield. I'm on the last season where they travel through time and they talk about that ripples, not waves. It's that kind of concept where as long as you make small events and then you can have with legends where it's fixed moments in time, there's all kinds of theories to that. So him being there and not giving them any information about the future could possibly leave the timelines intact. As far as he's not really affecting anything because they still have. So and of course this is all all mute because he's not really he's from their past he's from the 22nd century so he's not really a time or a, from the future anyways but if we stick with that logic assuming he is from the future um it could then start to become kind of a grandfather effect where basically he travels back they know about it and so now it's in their log so now he has to complete it because he already did it kind of it's that like loop if that makes yeah. sense, right? Well, and that, that is always the problem with any paradox is anything that you go back and do, which then could affect you going back to do it. Now you've created a time paradox where you're doing it, then you're not doing it, then you're doing it, then you're not doing it as yeah. it loops around. And that can be a problem. Uh, I'm trying to. What's when he's trying to this? stoop uh, Dr. Crusher. Yeah. Hey, that too. I'm, if you're he's traveling, doing that and I'm like, dude, you're. Shoot no. your shot, man. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, if he's from the future, he wouldn't try like he might I be would. attracted to her he might whatever but that that's inevitably possible to change the future <laughs> like you don't <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, funny though that crusher says like hey but i might be your you know great 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 grandmother and you're like i'm pretty sure he would know and uh, i don't know well and it's okay so i know we're gonna have dave's time travel corner so when you're talking uh, <laughs> when you're talking everyone about pull up a chair get your drinks about the butterfly effect and the concept that observation uh changes outcomes there was schrodinger's cat well it's kind of like schrodinger's cat there's an actual thing called the observer effect in physics that they did a test on where they took i think it was light particles now lights light acts as a wave and as a particle in a straight line and they took a vent and they put it and they shot light beams through it and measured its reaction on the other side and they did this with no one watching it and it went through straight like particles like you could see the outline of what it passed through on the sheet behind it does that make sense and then they observed i'm fully aware of this concept because i i I do read books occasionally Okay, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that it might people listening aren't going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, no, they are tuning and out they until they ob- start talking about Star Trek again. <laughs> Probably. They're like, they, best word, so best word. When they observed the same experiment, 
light traveled in waves and they could tell because it didn't leave an outline of what it passed through on the sheet behind it. It was completely scattered. So their observation of the same thing happening twice literally changed the outcome. And that's where a lot of the butterfly effect has kind of come from. So there's a good argument to be made that his him being there just fucked up everything in the future would have fucked up everything in the future to begin with which might be why you don't see these people but it makes me wonder why somebody from the 25th century was in the 22nd century and he managed to get a ship from him that person would already be doing that uh plus it means that we know that time travel is available by then not not that it isn't already because they figured out ways to time travel like rubber banding a ship from a star but (laughs) hey (laughs) spock did that from memory are there any Star right. Trek shows that go that far into the future that show like the 25th or 26th centuries. Discovery goes Just a thousand Discovery. years in the future. Discovery goes. So, so no. Okay. So okay. So, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Then None of those. Hold on. <laughs> ah. None of the shows go into the future, like uh, Voyager, Enterprise, DS9. None of them really go into the future until Discovery does. Um, uh, a, a thousand years in the future. So that's actually the first that we see of a future of, of our, of, of their future of our future. I wasn't thinking so much traveling into the future. I didn't know if any of them were set that far in the future to begin with. And I don't think they are right They're Okay. So no. So when even discovery going a thousand years into the future from when it was, wouldn't be far enough to them have to have time travel in it. In other words, to hold this whole thing, then if any of them travel to the 25th century, there has to be time travel fairly readily available. If it's in a ship, yeah. Yeah, because someone traveled from then back to the 22nd century, and this dude jumped him or whatever and took his ship. Mugged him, beat the shit out of him, took his keys, off he goes. <laughs> that's what, that's how I imagined it. He showed up, and the guy's just like, whack, with a stick, and like got in his like, ship. <laughs> well, but it makes yeah. sense if you remember where he's from. Where, New Jersey? He's from New Jersey. Jersey. Which yeah. I'm... <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm insulting an entire state. He, I don't, he I don't shanked care. him and took off. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> like, oh, this is my time pod now. Down by the shore. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Polly. <laughs> I can't do a New Jersey it. accent. I'm no, I can't. Even... <laughs> I don't mean... <laughs> It'll come out fast. Well, and he's not even that. He's not even covering it up very well. He he asks Doctor Crusher for uh, a neural stimulator or something and then he just walks off with it <laughs> Drops i think he asks him and... yes sir if he can take it like right like, could but, i see and... one and then he's like could i take this i thought she said okay because right, rep- if he doesn't bring it back he's doing something with it so yeah, he's I not very subtle why, yeah i guess that's why it didn't worry me i think i was thinking what they thought at first which it was relics he just wanted stuff from the past because you could back to the future to it if it's old stuff and you go to the future then you can sell it because it's in mint condition I mean, I know the Federation doesn't. Why not just get it? Why not just get a book of all of the sports scores and everything from the past couple hundred years? Because <laughs> they don't have gambling in the money. Federation. The Ferengi do. Everybody they do. That's true. Us. That's true. Everyone does except for the Federation. That was um, my assumption. He was doing that, and then when I found out what it was, so it was nice to have that that be a surprise. They actually managed to hide what his true origins were what his true intentions were were yeah. like yeah. i i think devo meter i'm giving this one a 9.5 i really Ooh. like wow it's get, well Ooh, this one hit all the boxes for david damn near perfect <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, i think uh, what two episodes ago you said that 
the game was your favorite, and that was like a nine, nine and a half. So was this beat the that game? Was a nine. Oh, that was a nine. Yeah, this beat the game. So this is your favorite episode of all TNG of like all Star Trek so far. This has been my so favorite of all of it so far. Yes. Well, not That's the fine. one I thought you would have picked, uh, but fine. I pick like what you like. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I might go back and watch this again on my own for fun. <laughs> like, what? oh my god, what? That's it. I we think, converted him. He's a trekkie. I think. I was gonna say. I think Star Wars fans are. This gonna may come be the last episode of the podcast. Our work here is done. <laughs> That's it. We're done, everybody. <laughs> only t- only took till the middle of season five of TNG. <laughs> wow. So if you want to convert your local Star Wars fan, just make them watch. What's two this? episodes a week for two years. <laughs> for two, two plus just years. wear him down. Maybe it'll pay off. <laughs> just like if he's in like if he's in time Canadian. travel. Yeah. Um, if you're into time travel. Yeah, that's. And I'll admit that's one thing I don't get to get from Star Wars, which I'm kind of liking my Trekkie fix. You don't get that weird time travel stuff, even if Trek messes it up a lot. Oh like, fuck! Wait nobody... till we get to a time zero. Yeah, <laughs> nobody in Star Wars travels through time. They just don't. So yeah, it's interesting for Star Wars being more of like a fantasy or a space opera. They yeah, there's like zero time travel. Yeah, that's exactly right. They might see into the future, but that's it. They get little glimpses of the future, and then mm. that's it. That's their their version of time travel. Yeah, the lame version. Um. So, did anyone care about the whole a planet dying plot, or were you more focused on the time travel plot? <laughs> well, no, I, I did kind of like that. Like, I thought that was interesting too. Possibly burning off the entire atmosphere, and the fact that it's essentially the event that killed the dinosaurs, or we think killed the dinosaurs, yeah. of an asteroid hitting in the Yucatan Peninsula, and they're trying to reverse it. So it did. It felt like even for the Enterprise it was high stakes. The only reason I'd say it's like a 9.5 and not a 10 is because they did have the whole pull a a solution out of their ass at the end. Like, Oh, we'll kind of burn the atmosphere and then we'll turn it into a shields and then we'll be a lightning rod (laughs) and shoot it out into space. I'm like, fine. Like it's a fake, it's fake shields and a fake ship and a fake planet. Fine. Fine. Whatever. I can't imagine that any of this is based on. So shoot it out our ass. Okay, fine. That's basically it. I'm going to suck it up and shoot it out my ass. (laughs) I just imagine there, cause they, the, the ship turns and kind of shoots it out into space rotates and they're assuming that they're not hitting anything i just meant some poor little I ship was... is just like flying by and like <laughs> bam, it gets, gets just, like obliterated I by this too. perfect lower deck scene like the cerritos is flying by way too far away God what the crap it. was that what was that what's happening that would be great. fucking enterprise again can't Stupid believe this <laughs> that'd be great uh, oh my god oh uh... It'd Mike McMahon, so please give us a writing credit on this episode. Yes. <laughs> Write this. Oh, that would be so funny. Or like that's how that like someone gets mad at at like uh up a card because of that. Like I was in the ship that you hit with the stupid lightning rod atmosphere. Look at where you were pointing that thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> getting, getting all pissed. Yeah. Watch where you're pointing. Watch where you're pointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be so. You're good. gonna take an eye out with that thing. Watch out. <laughs> uh. That'd be so good. Watch that ship. You're going to take an eye out with that thing. Yeah. Oh, dear uh, God. Uh, so good. Yeah. yeah. So I think they, um, so he's from the 22nd century. So the 2100s. Um, so Star Trek has never been great about, um, which would be Star Trek's 
past, like, you know, the whole eugenics wars and con, which he even mentions con in this, which is, which is a cool little like slip in that they did, which when, um, when Picard is arguing with him, like, oh, if, if we kill them, like, what if him grows up to be, uh, you know, uh, like a Hitler? And he says, oh, well, what if him grows up to be a Khan as well? So they, they mentioned Khan, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but if he's from the 22nd century, doesn't like New Jersey still exist then? Because it isn't first contact. Sure. In, or, but by that point, aren't we more of like a whole planet? There's no like local governments. Or no, they still local governments, it? but you still have your regions and stuff. Cause like, well, he's still from France, I guess. Uh, up a car. Yeah. Labar. Yeah. That's true. Cause yeah, Riker's from Alaska and he even says that. And even though it may not be a state still then. Yes, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, you still have like your towns and your little local government and stuff. And there goes all our Alaska. That, I mean, that's what. Thanks, Jeff. That's <laughs> what they say in in families that the mayor wants to throw you a, a oh the parade. parade or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So, I guess New Jersey survives the Third World War. Third World War. So it is funny go. every time. He, every time <laughs> the he rats said, will survive when, no matter what. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they say 22nd century, are we ready for our really obscure TV series tie-in? Sure. What, Firefly? No. No. When when I was younger, there was an animated TV show that I remember called Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Does anybody Mm. remember that? (laughs) No. And it literally had an opening song of like, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. So every time he said 22nd century, like that, I don't know why, that pulled out of like the deep annals of my brain. And like... (laughs) Scratch niche. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. That's been my extremely obscure reference for this episode. Yeah. The only thing that I remember that when when people directly reference a century, because even in Star Trek, I never remember what year or what century it is. The only thing I do remember is is Duck Dodgers. Duck Dodgers in the 23rd and a half century. Like, that's all I remember. So it's Looney Tunes. Yep, that's, that's a good one, too. Wow. Well, at least you, at least you like, found a show with more remember. episodes than Firefly. How many episodes Did was I? it? Twenty six. Twenty six episodes of Sherlock. Twenty six. Thirty just, minutes. Wow. Yeah, it I came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yes. In ninety nine. Oh really? So I was like sixth grade. Okay. But yeah, like Saturday mornings, I would watch cartoons, and I remembered like when you started getting to like nine thirty, ten a.m. was when it Wait. was obscure cartoons going into like. Um, just getting into Star Trek and Hercules and Xena playing in the morning, there would be like this half hour where they'd play the weird stuff, and that was one of the ones that would play. And I just remember like they animated. I graduated in. I guess I would be in seventh grade. I graduated in 03. No ninth grade. No, you're not doing math well. Did I just give away that I was watching cartoons in ninth grade? I still watch cartoons. (laughs) I don't. I was watching Power Rangers then. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No shame. Ninety-nine, are you sure? I feel like this can't be right. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> you can look you can you're, you can search the same mass of knowledge I searched. Yeah, you're both gonna use the same thing, Google or or IMDB. It's the same information. <laughs> well, mine could <laughs> be different. <laughs> My alternative facts say this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah, but they they end up saving the planet. Everything's fine, and then he tries to leave, and they discover that he's actually from the past because he 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 totally monologues to Data, um, 
and like he fucking gives it all away. Yeah, so. there's even a wiki for it. The first episode aired <laughs> yeah, May 6, yeah, 1999. You're right. You're right. You're in right. You're September right. of 99 in the US. Keep shaming him. Do it. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, if you're watching <laughs> cartoons, it ain't no, it's okay. Apparently, I was. I, I think up until, I, up until I could drive, I didn't go anywhere on Saturdays. So I probably did sit around watching whatever and until Star Trek Next Generation or Hercules or Xena came on. It was all cartoons. So I have no shame. My kids or um, my youngest has been in, in, she's been watching Gravity Falls like a lot. And I, and I love Gravity Falls. That's a good show. So I, I still watch cartoons. Well, that is true. Some cartoons today are more adult centric. These were not. This was back. I don't care. Well, I guess not. I was going to say this was back around the time of like X-Men, the animated series. But that also tracks because that's an amazing show. So I have no shame. I'm, I have no no qualms about it. I'm good. That's a good show. <laughs> Uh, I think that's kind of it in this one. There's not a lot else going on. Um, well, they figure out what's up with him. Yeah, yeah, and then his ship just leaves. Stuck there now. Yeah. Does it go back to the second century or to the future? Well, it was like an auto future. The ship goes back to. I thought it was going back to the future, but maybe not. Well, are we going to talk about how huge of a gamble it was to have Data go in that ship with him? Because they're like, oh, we couldn't scan anything inside and we knew it would disable the phaser. I'm like, what if he had a weapon from the 24th, 25th century in there instead of the phaser from the ship? Then yeah. Data's fucked and right. he's going with him wherever and he's gone. Like, the, well, <laughs> then I wonder the ship too, was sent to October 21st, 2015. <laughs> nice. I wonder too, though, because he asked... He asked Data for schematics. So if he was smart and he actually got the schematics, he would have just gone, oh, where's that off button again? Click. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. That's another one. Like he, yeah. Oh my gosh. There, there is a lot of that, like at the end there, where I was like, yeah, but yeah. again, that's why it didn't get its last point five is because the endings were very <laughs> convenient to wrap up and such. Not to mention that, right. yeah, they let the ship go. So now he's stuck 300 years, 200 years in the future from where he's supposed to be. Yep. Well, I like the upper card is like, oh, well, we have some of our our own historians who would love to talk to you. Yeah, that was funny. It was a great turn about his fair play. Yeah. So Here's have, a questionnaire. Start filling shit out. Yeah. Right. Although, did did he commit? Uh, yes, he stole those things, but they got him back. So did can they really charge him with a crime? And let's bring this up. It's the first time we hear a potential reference to the temporal prime directive. Because kind the card of, yeah. talks to him about it, even though he's not observing it, because you know, fuck that guy. But like, he <laughs> brings up the concept of it, which I believe, from mm. what you guys have told me, it becomes a thing, right? Like, more towards Voyager, they actually use the the term temporal prime directive, yeah. But even even here, they knew not to fuck with future events, or yeah, it's just a right. label. Well, yeah, everybody already because even TOS, they don't really sort of, <laughs> mm-hmm. except for transparent aluminum. It's fine. It's fine. We've almost got it developed today. I mean, come on. We do have transparent aluminum. It exists. That saves whales. It saves whales. Saves Mm -hmm. whales. Uh, All right. Well, um, I know David liked this one. Um, No one dies. Um, Phil, any parting thoughts from you on this one? No, it's this is a fun episode. It's really good. I too am a fan of anytime somebody comes from another time. It's like, 
especially when they get stuck. That was the best part. <laughs> just, just ditch him here later. Peace out. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 good. It's it's one of these episodes. Like, it's it's funny. There's a brief reference to this episode in a future episode of Deep Space Nine when mm-hmm. Odo is talking to Worf about security on board the Enterprise. He cites Rasmus, Rasmussen's. Yeah, he just stuff. pops in. Yeah, everything that's happening. Yeah. But it's yeah. good. And and Picard gets to use the line, welcome to the 24th century again. So that's really good, too. Yeah. Um, he said like the same. That. He said the same thing to that chick um, in, in the episode, The Neutral Zone, when she wakes up from the cryogenic sleep or whatever. Oh, those and three she humans sees in the tubes. Yeah. Yeah. She sees Worf oh, and she passes right. out. And he's all, welcome to the 24th century. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just throw a bitch on the end of things. Jeez, yeah. David. Oh, you know he should have said that. Welcome to the 24th century, bitch. Yeah, and then like a sarcastic Vulcan salute, and he just walks out the door. It'd be very, that's, very that's Will very Smith Picard. in Independence Day. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Like, <laughs> should be at a barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. I must just check special on my Stark portfolio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> my shares are worth billions. Billions. Um, all right. Yeah, no, this is a good fun episode. Go check it out. It's not, it's kind of a bottle episode. Yeah. It doesn't really pertain to anything else, but it's, it's, it's a good fun one. You get some Trek morals in there as well. Um, so no, it's going to be something tied in later. (laughs) No, not really ever. (laughs) Uh, all right, cool. No, I think a solid one. I go, go check it out. If you have not seen it before. And, and this episode won an Emmy. So special effects, hair, Visual effects, costumes, velvet. It, okay, it actually, the agree with me. <laughs> this episode actually split the Emmy. It tied itself. Um, oh, really? With with yeah, with um, Wait, what? An, yeah, it 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 shared it shared the Emmy with a future episode uh, coming up in the middle of the season called Conundrum. Okay, so uh, it, it, yeah, because. There's some cool special effects like with phaser fire and like the vaporization of somebody, I believe. So, yeah, it, it shared the patient uh, trophy shit. It tied itself for first. It, it tied itself for first. <laughs> and that kind of High five. <laughs> five. Hey, I'll take it. I, cause I don't think they ever won too many Emmys. So a win is a win is a win. Wins a win. All right. Um, that's it for us. Uh, David, why don't you do your spiel? Oh, and they've won 37 oh. Emmys. Thank you very much. Oh, well, fine then. What, TNG or all of Trek? All of Trek. Okay. 173 nominations and 73 award wins. You're welcome. 37 or 73? 37 wins, 173 okay. nominations. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the meet the nerd section. You can go buy some shit at cafe press and we'll maybe notice. And whenever you are done, uh, (laughs) jacking a ship from the 25th century, you can give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air. If, and when we see it. Awesome. True. Uh, That is true. Uh, That's it for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We do seriously always appreciate it. uh, And we will catch you on the next one. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See ya.